Support for this podcast comes from Troy University, dedicated to teaching a new generation to lead change. Information on leadership opportunities available to students from day one is at troy.edu slash lead change. From Troy Public Radio, this is In Focus, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. A couple of years ago, we visited the Pioneer Museum of Alabama. The museum is located just north of Troy on U.S. Highway 231, and coming up on October 13th and 14th, the museum will be celebrating Pioneer Days. We sat down with Barbara Tatum, the museum's director, to learn the story behind the famous museum. Barbara Tatum, thank you so much for joining us here at the Pioneer Museum of Alabama. Thank you so much. We're glad to have y'all here. First of all, I want to congratulate you on the 50th anniversary of this landmark museum. Well, this museum has been a labor of love. Uh, Mr. Curran Farmer was riding through our county back in the late 1960s, and he noticed a bunch of rusty farm equipment, and he came back to Troy and talked to some of his friends and said, we need to preserve this for future generations. So they formed a museum association in 1969. They got the land donated and funding and built what is now the agriculture wing. That was a separate building, the only building. And then the dog trot was brought in. And on November 6, 1971, the museum opened. And I was in the parking lot in my Girl Scout uniform, so I was here. I remember conversations between my mother and my grandfather about what he was going to donate. And I remember the excitement in this county because... The museum at that time was the Pike Pioneer Museum for Pike County, and everybody in this county wanted something from their family in this museum, and that is why we have the collection today that we do. We just have an amazing collection. There's over 20,000 artifacts in this building. What is the typical reaction of visitors Well, we have a lot of visitors traveling on 231, snowbirds, people going to the beach for vacation, and we give them a little brief history up there and tell them what's in the building. Once they walk through and they wind up coming back through Main Street to the gift shop area, they look at us and they go, wow, this is an amazing collection. Out of these 20,000 artifacts that you have, you have an artist whose work is in the Smithsonian. Right. Um, Mr. Robert Wyndham, he was known as Mr. Pew Wyndham in Pike County. He lived in a dirt road. He always wore overalls. Uh, He was a self-taught wood carver. We have one of his Native American carvings here in the building, It's a beautiful piece, and you look at it, and you think about this man living on a dirt road in Pike County, Alabama, and he's got pieces in the Smithsonian, so it's pretty amazing. When your visitors walk through here, are they surprised to see so many what I would call mini-museums because you have different subjects? Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the key things. There's something for everybody in this museum. We have lifestyle, we have a pioneer kitchen, we have a loom area with a working loom that's almost 200 years old. 
We have a Native American section. The, the vast majority of the artifacts back there are from Pike County. Uh, we have a military section that covers Civil War, Spanish War, and World War I. We have agriculture, printing, transportation. We have an area in the middle hall called Main Street that has storefronts and business fronts of actual businesses and stores that were downtown Troy circa 1900 on our square. We also have quite a bit of artwork throughout the museum. Um, We have two murals that Mr. Larry Godwin of Brundage did. One of them is at the old train depot area in Troy. It is an amazing piece of work. Uh, We have pieces by Mose T, by Miss Jean Lake. We just recently had one of her original paintings donated by a couple that were in Virginia. They were living in Montgomery in the 1970s. He was stationed there at Gunner Maxwell, and they were at an art show or something, and they saw it, and they bought it. They retired, downsizing, and they wanted to put the painting somewhere that it would be out, and they came down a couple of months ago and donated it to us. When your visitors walk over the property, it's not just museums indoors. You have other things. We have got an 1880s uh, logging locomotive that's very visible from U.S. 231. We have a fully stocked 1920s general store, the Adams General Store. That building was actually in Orion. It was the Chansey family store. We have a Kanaka River Depot that is a private military collection. Mr. Bob McClendon owns that collection. It spans World War I through Iraq and Afghanistan. We have a dog trot cabin built by Tom Madison, I believe, in the 1830s. Uh, We have a tenant house, a schoolhouse that was actually an African-American schoolhouse. It came out of Montgomery County. We have a few other cabins. We have a chapel. We have a replica bridge. So there's quite a bit to see. In 50 years, this museum has grown and morphed from the Pike Pioneer Museum to the Pioneer Museum of Alabama. How did that happen? From the beginning, there was a lot of community support. And as money was donated, wings were added to this building Uh, We do receive some grant support from the Alabama State Arts Council for two events, Pioneer Days and uh, Spring Planting. We receive a grant from the Wiregrass RC&D. The Daniel Foundation has been a tremendous supporter these last two years. They're helping to fund new ADA-compliant restrooms on the front of this building, They also recently awarded us more to help with signage on the exterior. So we get help from different sources. The biggest thing we get from is admissions, gift shop sales, and donations and memberships. And through these years, the artifacts that you have received, what ones stand out in your mind? The Jean Lake painting because Miss Lake was such an integral part of this museum because what is now known as Troy Fest started out here originally as the Jean Lake Arts and Crafts Festival. And it was held out on the grounds in the pine trees, and it was just a great venue for it. 
For me personally, there is actually a cotton merchant's desk that was in my great-grandfather's store in Banks. So I'm most proud of that. You have roots here yourself. I do. Just a lot of connections. Barbara, what you're telling us is that all of these amazing artifacts, 20,000 of them, they have a story. They do, and there's family connections. There's actually an index card file that has the name of the person that donated the artifact, and they had a system of, you know, how it was identified. Is there anything else you want your listeners to know about the Pioneer Museum of Alabama? I just think it's one of the greatest treasures in this part of the state. Barbara, I want to thank you for taking time to talk with us today as we visit the Pioneer Museum of Alabama for Troy Public Radio. Well, we thank y'all for coming, and, you know, we appreciate everything y'all do for us. Joining us on location at the Pioneer Museum of Alabama on Highway 231 North in Troy was Barbara Tatum, the museum's director. More information can be found at the website pioneer-museum.org. The museum's hours this fall are Thursday through Saturday, and again, coming up October 13th and 14th are Pioneer Days at the Pioneer Museum of Alabama in Troy. Thanks for joining us today for In Focus, which is now a podcast at NPR One or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, and this is listener-supported Troy Public Radio.